0: Welcome to the podcast, uh, Bush and Richie here. Um, a little bit of a, a, a rarity here. Welcome to the podcast of our show, uh, Bush. I would like to thank you for uh, appearing on another podcast uh, at this point in time. Uh, my little uh, my little side podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, where I hack people's travel problems. You appeared in this week's episode. I thank you very much.
1: Honestly, the way that you and Chris Skinner have put your lives back on track post-prison, I think is something to be celebrated. So I'm just happy to be involved, Richie. Very happy to be involved. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes, search for it wherever you get your podcasts as um, uh, we try and, in this particular instance, let Bush know how much more expensive it would be uh, to travel from Essex Mm. to Northumberland uh, with your bikes on top of your van. I think you'll be surprised.
1: So if you've ever been driving around on the motorway, right, and someone, some flashy so-and-so has gone past you and they've got like three racer or mountain bike hybrid things on the roof and you think that's got to be costing them more money, surely. Well, me and my other half, Katie, have been having this argument in the car about whether we should put bikes on the roof or not. And thankfully, Richie and Chris in the podcast solve the debate once and for all, but you'll have to listen to find out whether it is actually more expensive
0: yes next time you see people with those flashy bikes on top of the cars it can answer you the question as to whether they they're made of money just because they got the bikes or because they can afford to put up their fuel economy it's a fascinating podcast I'm really selling it but if you're into travel you'll like it anyway here's a podcast of today's show which is possibly better
2: Radio. They asked for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: So we said there's one of you that we need to speak to pretty quickly we've always said this show is for the people, by the people uh, Scott the tweeted people. us indeed, for the people, quite right uh, Scott, tweet, uh, Scott tweeted us uh, earlier this afternoon uh, we do need to chat to him, uh, he's hanging on to chat uh, what has been happening to you then Scott explain, tell us. Well
3: I'm dr- on the way home this afternoon and I was flagged down by a police officer in our small little town where I live in the Midlands, um, and I thought I'd done something wrong, so you you think, oh, I've got insurance, is me MOT okay because of COVID-19? I said, yes, officer, he Said, how big's your car? I said, well, oh, it's a hatchback. We need to borrow your car. Oh, okay, what do you need it for? Some old boy's just been pushed in the kennel, and we need to come near your vehicle to get him and his bike and everything else off to his home address. I said, well, what do you want me to do then? He said, well, if you jump out, Rearrange your boot, and we'll chuck all his gear in the back. So I've jumped out of here. I've got four police officers standing around my car. It was like something out of Dempsey and mate. People were expecting Michael Brandon and his barbers to go rolling over the bonnet and start shouting at people. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever ever happened to me. So,
0: well, so wow. your car's fine. The old boy, more importantly, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's shook up, but he's fine. He's he's back home and
3: he's dried off. I think the the police did a fantastic job looking after him.
1: But what an amazing thing to have your car commandeered by the police, which is like you say, something you would see in uh, back in the 80s and Dempsey and Makepeace, or even if you played Grand Theft Auto sometimes. You know what I mean? Commandeering a car. <laughs>
3: It's great. I just I think this never happens in Wolverhampton. This, <laughs> the most exciting thing we were having in Wolverhampton was, was probably Wolves getting into Europa League, but now it's, it's you know, I've just had my car come and do it by the old Bill. My wife says, you're talking wet. What? What's wrong with us? Honestly, I've just had the old Bill take my car off me.
0: It's also like it's something great. just straight out of a TV show, as you say, though, isn't it? it that is. normally you just don't hear happen to normal people, and suddenly it has happened to you.
3: It's in, in downtown Wolverhampton where anything can happen. I tell you, fellas, it's it's the strangest and most exciting thing that's happened to me. I'll probably say at least in the last five years.
2: Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Hey,
1: so a big thank you to listener Scott just then for regaling us with what just happened to him in Wolverhampton a little bit earlier on. I love that the Hometime show is the first place you guys (laughs) want to call when something mad happens. (laughs) Uh, So he had his car commandeered by the police, uh, which is crazy, and this is a gift from the gods in terms of a radio phone-in. So here's the thing, first hour of the show, has something happened to you in your
0: life that's straight out of a movie or TV show? 8, 12, 15, go. The thing that goes around in our families, my brother's wedding, Miami Beach. Uh, the celebrant, the, uh, the gentleman leading the service. Uh, suddenly, gust of wind, all the notes for the ceremony blow out of his hand. My dad, to use a cricketing term, it's as if he stood there in the slips. He reaches out, <laughs> he grabs the notes <laughs> as they fly past. I mean, normally in wow. life, they'd fly off into the sea, they're all wet. But if it's in a movie, someone catches them and that's exactly what my dad did. So I would that say a, that is another example of when life is like a movie. One amazing thing for your dad to do,
1: because if those notes had blown away at that point, it would be like some kind of spirit is trying to stop the wedding from going ahead. It would f- forever <laughs> overshadow that, wouldn't it? It but would. It, I imagine he's wearing some kind of linen suit, something straight out of Miami Vice, he's <laughs> well, it,
0: looking sharp. So yeah, that's, that's I'm going to get started with that. Obviously we've got Scott with the, uh, the commandeering of the car. Tell us what has happened to make your life suddenly like something from the movies or off TV. It's another car one. We were used as a roadblock in Ireland. Whoa. We had a caravan on the back of the car. We were pulled across the road on a bridge to stop traffic. I have no more details from that text.
1: Well, I was only explaining a rolling roadblock to our eldest daughter the other day when I was trying to uh, buffet our youngest daughter away from the road with the buggy. I was describing that as a rolling roadblock. I want to hear from someone this evening if you've been escorted by the police somewhere. That'd be pretty good. Maybe giving birth or something like that. If you had like a police car go in front of you and clear the way with traffic, get in touch. Just to throw in, you mentioned your dad uh, having a heroic moment in that wedding, which was like someone out of a movie. Uh, my dad, on the complete opposite side of things, uh, we went, he went to a family christening up in Liverpool a few years ago. Uh, and My mum accidentally picked up my brother Simon's second hand pinstripe suit from his Swansea University <laughs> leavers ball in the mid 90s which was on an airstrip so you know you get really drunk and fall over and all that kind of thing and it was all my dad had to wear at the time they were with the godparents at this christening uh, and, and he had to wear this suit and he looked like he'd fallen on hard times like he'd gambled it all away to the point where my mum had to stand behind him because the arse bit of the pinstripes had all come off it's still like family legend it looked like literally someone out of a film rags to riches all the other way around
0: Sarah tweets I once fell down a grass bank with two pints of beer i landed at the bottom with two pints of beer and a round of applause different kind of Legend. movie but yeah that's that's the kind of thing uh, sean says i was going to watch chelsea at oxford in a night game many years ago traffic was horrendous we were passed by a police car with blue lights this was then followed by the chelsea team bus and then another Ooh. police car we joined the convoy, parked up and got in just in time for kickoff.
1: I love that. I, I would definitely want, if the final bit of this first hour of the show, stories of being in convoy would be so, so good. I, I, I just would, would give anything to be part of a convoy. It'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, Jordan's tweeted to say, I was walking through London on the Sunday night of my 18th birthday weekend, stopped in a tube station to use the toilet and coming out of the station, I've seen an expensive looking car which turned out to belong to none other than Simon Cowell and I met his pals as well and jo- Jordan has included five photos of him lurking about <laughs> with Simon Cowell and Mers at a stretch limo live the dream <laughs>
2: absolute radio Time podcast with Bush and Ritchie It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
0: We've been having some great stories from you guys as to what happened to you that is straight out of a movie after we heard from Scott at the beginning of the show, had his uh, car commandeered by the police. Uh, Keith hanging on for his story. Keith, tell us what happened to you and your mate, Dan. Going out with a girl. Pretty, not,
4: not, not a horrible breakup. I think they're pretty emotional. Uh, my dad, in, a, in, a, in an effort to try and cheer me up, said, mate, let's go speed dating. So, uh, took me to speed dating somewhere near Le- Leicester Square. Of course, lo and behold, the girl I'd just split up with turned up with her mates. And uh, oh. it was a nightmare. And, uh, what are
1: the odds? What are the odds on that? The person that you've just split up with being part of the same speed dating thing that you're going to in a pub. Uh, what a nightmare.
4: It's extremely unlikely, yes. It was extremely, extremely difficult. The worst part was... You, the boys sit down in one place, the girls stay where they are. To slowly but surely go around <laughs> until you get to your ex-girlfriend. And my mate down is supposed to be cheering me up, spent the whole time telling the girls, oh, look, do you, like, you think that's funny, the guy next to me is his girlfriend's over there. isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> So, so as, as you can imagine, it was, uh, as I went around, slowly getting towards her was was awful. And so as I finally got to her table, it was like, so, uh, yeah, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. It was a little bit painful, to be honest with you, yeah.
0: Do you know what? I think if Richard Curtis was writing a movie, I think he would actually look at the payoff being that you two would get back together.
4: Yes. yes. There wasn't much chance of that. All it
5: right. Okay.
4: <laughs> <actually, it laughs> turns <laughs> turns out she ticked my, my mate down. <laughs> you are joking. <laughs>
1: Dan, yeah, Dan is integral to well. all of this mischief. Are you still friends with Dan? He sounds like I love a character, yeah, this fellow.
4: I don't mind all that, mate. What can you do? It wasn't him, was it? Uh,
1: Chris in Reading says, About ten years ago, our family was at a chilli festival in Sussex. I was sat on top of a wall enjoying a pint of beer with my wife and three-year-old son sat next to me. Anyway, my little lad accidentally fell off the wall, which was a good eight-foot drop. I saw him out of the corner of my eye and thrust my left hand out and caught him by the ankle as he was falling headfirst. <laughs> I was taking a mouthful of drink at the time and I wasn't even looking at him. I got a round of applause from everyone else in the beer garden. That is amazing. That, for me, is pure Arnold Schwarzenegger. Love it.
2: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home Time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
5: Absolute radio.
0: And next, we're going to talk about dung. Dung. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise there was a bit of uh, a ring fence for this show. We're talking about Everton season. Ooh. <laughs> oh, if you are new to this show, let me uh, bring you up to speed. Bush has been having quite a few problems recently with uh, foxes in his back garden. Well, it turns out that the focus of the spotlight of nature and uh, back garden inconveniences has now turned to me. I've been having problems uh, over the last few days. I think it's a cat. I think it's a cat. Do you remember Uh over lockdown, Bush, I reseeded a big section of my back garden and was taking great pride in growing some new grass? Is this when you accidentally poured, like, acid all over it and ruined it? In a tiny little corner of it, yes, you're quite right. That's exactly what happened. I remember that, yes. The rest of it's been growing nicely. Up until recently, when something's been visiting the garden, doing its business digging holes, it's, it's just all getting ruined. So I've taken <laughs> drastic measures. On my way into work today, on the train, I was online at a very popular uh, online shopping portal and I have bought some lion dung. Now, do you know what? The weird thing is, right, people were recommending this with the
1: foxes, but I just thought it was mythological and wasn't real. Real? You can actually buy lion dung?
0: Is that a thing? This particular one I've bought is called silent roar <laughs> the gardener's friend he's <laughs> got a picture of a i love it majestic looking lion and inside obviously some of his pellets for me to
1: sprinkle around the garden silent roar sounds like some kind of herbal remedy you can take for uh, being a vir- uh you know what i mean <laughs> for being, uh, being up for it and feisty. We're going have to really watch my words today. I just feel like I'm on the edge a little bit. So what, someone goes and gets... Well, what format is the dung in, then? Like, little tiny, like, tablets or what?
0: Well, do you know what? This is what we're going to have to wait a few days to find out because it's not arriving till Monday. But I think oh, it's... Because I wonder what they do. What is their poo? Well, I think it's scented
1: pellets. I know, but imagine, after all the... How intimidating lions are, and, you know, king of the jungle, all that stuff and they do little rabbit droppings. Wouldn't that be embarrassing?
0: (laughs) Look, um, you might be listening to this right now and you might know more about it, Okay, You might have also taken drastic measures to uh, try and control nature in your garden. So this is an appeal I never thought I'd say. If you've had any success... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> with, oh, these words are tumbling out of my mouth. If you've had any success with lion dung, do get in touch. Uh, plenty of people pouring scorn on the lion pellets uh, that I have uh, bought to try and rid myself of the cat that's digging out the back of my garden at the moment. Uh, Matt's hanging on, saying he's had success with something a bit more simple than lion dung. What's going on, Matt? So, basically, we use coffee grounds. So, basically, cats hate coffee. So if you
3: sprinkle that in the garden, uh, they won't go near it.
1: I can imagine cats hating coffee because coffee's all about having a a coffee and getting up and doing stuff and (laughs) feeling buzzed and energised. And cats are such lazy, reprehensible (laughs) so-and-sos that coffee for them must be like kryptonite, the worst thing in the world because it means you've got to get off your lazy, hairy backside and do something. Do you know what I mean?
3: Exactly, exactly. I, I think that the bitterness as well kind of counteract
0: their sunny nature <laughs> So Matt, just to get this straight you are telling a man whose pride and joy in the kitchen is his coffee machine and has all sorts of coffee grounds that he has to empty out into the food waste every day, that all I needed to do was sprinkle that in the garden rather than order lion poo 100% yes. Wonderful news, thank you very much And can I just confirm no
1: something with you two whilst you're both on, is grounds the correct word for this stuff? I assume so, because I just go to
3: a well-known place to get coffee, and they give us free grounds. So It's I, called I, The
1: Grounds, so can I have can your grounds? Have some less... Free
3: grounds, and they basically say, here's a uh, bag of it for you. Completely free.
1: Amazing. Uh, so tell us the name again of your, um, your lion dung that you've bought. Silent Roar. <laughs> our producer Nick made a very good point Carol Baskin from the Tiger King documentary series she's missing a trick not getting involved with this market unless she does her own brand do you know what I mean <laughs> But I have gone and bought... I've got, obviously, foxes in our back garden who've been, like, stealing shoes and all this kind of stuff. I, weirdly enough, my products actually arrived today. And this is... I, I love products that just say what they do. There's, there's no kind of niceties or frilly stuff about it. This is a bottle of green crystals called Get Off My Garden. <laughs> and it's the friendly solution to cat and dog fouling in the garden. Also does foxes as well. Weirdly enough, garlic-free. So I'm going to sprinkle this around and see what happens. And in other news... a a listener called Fiona has sent in an email, Richie, with some advice about what you can do with your lion poo and the situation you've got that's going to be a game changer. Watch this space. I'm going to read it to you in a minute.
5: Absolute Radio.
1: The Hometime Podcast with Bush
0: and Richie
5: With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps.
0: I've bought lion dung off the internet to ward off the cats that have been using my back garden as a toilet. Varying responses from you lot. Uh, Bush, you've got an email that you reckon might help me then. Also, just before we read this email out from Fiona, imagine this, right? Imagine
1: if um, Homo sapiens, us humans, hadn't won the kind of and it was like animals were walking around and they were the bosses and we were just the pets. Imagine if our dung kept people away from their lawns. What a weird type of sliding doors moment that would be. There's a movie in the future. Uh, Fiona says, look, Richie, this is what has worked for me. Swapping cat poo deposited in my front garden to where another cat, obvious by the type or colour of the poo, had been in the back garden and vice versa. She adds, it's so successful that I no longer have any poo to swap, so I'm currently trialling cheapest Chips extra hot chilli powder from the world food aisle of the supermarket and scattering that as a gift for any visiting cat. What about that? What a turnaround.
0: I think if I'm going around picking that kind of stuff up and swapping it from garden, that is is end of times. Plus, I don't have a front gardener, just got." a driveway. I'm not. I'm not moving oh, that right. from the back to my driveway. Thanks. Absolute Radio. If you
2: insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
1: Meanwhile, it's time for us to uh, go live on this radio station, and we don't know what's going to happen for the next hour of the show. It's completely unplanned. We have a hundred topics in a uh, golden tombola that's there in central London with Richie. He's going to spin it. and We're going to see where we're going to go for the next hour.
0: Unpredictability is indeed the word here. How's it looking? How is the, the Tuesday tombola looking? I've not
1: set eyes upon the thing for five months because of lockdown. Sorry, to be quite frank. It's, is it's it looking... A, it's bad? a right old state. Oh, do you know what? When, we, when we're done with it and we're finished with it, we should give it away so maybe someone can fill it with soil and they put some potted plants in it or whatever. Let's not, let's not break it up and put it on put in the skip. Do you well, know what it becomes I mean? the
0: time capsule of this show, maybe. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Right, I've randomly pulled out a ball. It's ball number 61. 61. 61. OK, ball number 61 corresponds to this topic. I had no money, so I had to... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, we're going to be uh, <laughs> sailing very close to the wind with this one, I think, for the next hour. Oh, OK, right, I'll read that out again. I had no money, so I had to dot, 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 OK? If that immediately conjures up a story from a time in your life, we need to hear from you. Yeah, I and mean, it could be innocent stuff. Like, I had no money, I had to sell my couch. Of course it's innocent maybe, maybe stuff. Maybe I had
1: an extra chair. But an extra chair, Why? well, this isn't necessarily the, the yardstick or the standard we want to set for the remainder of the hour. <laughs> we just want to show you that it doesn't always have to be blue. Doesn't you know have I mean? to be
0: mucky. Here's another one, all right? You, maybe you you had no money, so you had to go into the back of the restaurant and do the washing up for them, all right? That always happens in soap operas. I'm sure it never happens in life, okay? So it could be that Perfect. as well. I had yeah. no money, so I had to... dot, dot Doc. Uh, this is a mixed
1: bag. There's some stuff we can say on the radio. There's going to be quite a few <laughs> podcast extras coming through here. Where's in Grimsby says he had to wet himself at a train station. Uh, he clearly didn't have enough coinage to be able to use the loo. What's the going rate at the moment? You, you're you in and out of the train station. <laughs> not, not the toilets left. That, right yeah, the can I bit. clear that one up,
0: please? Thank
1: you. <laughs> you. You go regularly to... What's a nice way to put this? To the train station to get back home. Yes. What's
0: the going rate to get into the loos? I've got a feeling that all the major stations now are converted to free. You're joking me. No, I'm not. Really? No. Well, Wes needn't have been worried. (laughs) (laughs) Wes, mate. This anonymous text is quite tragic. I had no money, so I had to sell my brother's two and a half grand heavy metal and rock vinyl collection for for 500 quid to pay off my overdraft, says anonymous texter.
1: Wow, do you know what though? Have you heard Heavy Metal? I think you've done him a favour, mate, to be (laughs) honest with you. It's just a lot of noise. Brutal. Uh, This one says, uh, this is from Coops. He says, I had no, this is, I've been very careful saying this. I had no money, so I had to, so I had to put (laughs) wasabi. Be very careful. I had to put wasabi um, where the sun don't shine (laughs) for money, in brackets, no joke, for my lads' holiday flights. I earned 200 quid, but couldn't sit down.
0: There's so many parts of that that makes me oh. not doubt that story. Lad's See holiday, really? coops. Yeah, oh. right.
2: Absolute Radio. The Hometown Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
1: This one sounds like the name of a country and western song. Nick says I had to steal a Capri to get from Benfleet to
0: Lee. <laughs> Essex-style, Essex-style Kenny Rogers track, that one there. Uh, Kevin Sarah say, I had no money so I sold my packed lunch to buy fags. <laughs> Oh, how grim, how bleak. I think that's the most bleak thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Liz, what happened to
5: you? It was many, many years ago, when I was in my 20s. And it was after a works Christmas do. It was a secret Santa, and I had a jar of raspberry jam. For some <laughs> reason, that I cannot remember why I had this jar of raspberry jam. Right. So I came out very, very drunk, saw a bus. It was about the time of the last bus home, and I knew it was the wrong way home. So I got on the bus, flashed in my bus pass, and he's like, oh, that's not valid here, that's not valid out here in Kingston, that, that doesn't start working until we get to, to Spain. <laughs> And I said, well, I've got any money? There's no. the four cash points were on every corner. I was drunk and he was up for games. So I said, How about I give you this jar of raspberry jam and you take me to handler? And he said, Fine. And I even got a ticket. Amazing.
1: <laughs> <you> There's <laughs> <sector laughs> an offer you can't refuse.
0: Some strawberry <laughs> no. jam.
5: Jar Star- of Star- strawberry jam for a ride, um, ride home. Last bus home.
0: Can you remember whether it was seedless or not?
5: It was seedless because that was part of the. It was. It was part of the secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody and and I cut. It was it was a bald guy, and we had this office joke about oh God, this- we could. Put raspberry, use raspberry jam to stick his, head, his wig on or something. Right. It had to be seedless because it would irritate his scalp. It was something really stupid right now. Listen,
1: well, I think we'll probably just leave that there. But listen, thank you very much for uh, going back in time for us there, OK? <laughs>
5: no, so, so there you go. You've always have a jar of raspberry jam in your bag in case you run out of cash.
1: Daisy Rose Edwards says on Twitter, Guys, I had no cash for a taxi after a night out, so I had to sell my fake tag-hauer. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. tag <laughs> uh, to the cabby for £20. Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> what about this one? I had no money or phone battery to get a cab home, so found a phone box, dialed my work free phone number at 2am because I knew my mum would answer. I got her to call my wife to call me a cab. Two very unhappy ladies. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. one go. I think we all know which one's more unhappy than the other. Uh, And then this one here, once again, nameless. But listen to this, Bush. I think you have to salute the resourcefulness that has has gone on here. I had no money, so I had to sell my camera. So here's the scenario. The text says, last day of holiday in Gran Canaria, ran out of money, needed some beer, so took the 35mm film out and sold it for €15. Euros. Wow,
1: there's, there's a proper old-school, Sully <laughs> antique story, isn't it? Took the 35mm film out <laughs> and sold the camera. Love it. Couldn't
0: do it now. Technology's changed it all.
2: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not Hometime anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
5: Absolute
1: radio. That's another show in the bag. Make sure you are listening to tomorrow's show because during the course of this programme this evening, Richie and I have uh, decided that we're going to pick up on an item of food that we mentioned at the beginning of the week and we're going to actually make it and taste it and see what it's like. So make sure you're listening to the next show
0: to find out a bit more. I'm going to say right now I'm very hungry. I'm hungry even thinking about it. Hence the winds, the show. The boys have
2: left the studio. on the radio they'll be back again tomorrow Panther music interview subscribe rate rate, me